This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Doug Reed. You can follow me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed, R-E-I-D, 3-4, Doug underscore Reed, 3-4. This is Sports Ethos Presentation, and if you're not already following us on Twitter, I highly recommend two Twitter accounts. One is Ethos Wagering, E-T-H-O-S Wagering. You get our daily free pick there. You'll get thoughts, comments, updates throughout the day on various sporting events that we see, we like, we don't like, we have comments or thoughts on. And then if you're a fantasy basketball fan, you should be following Ethos Fantasy BK for basketball. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed out there. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition, provides more analysis as well. Again, that's Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. All right. So for Wednesday, February 2nd, Decent slate of games in the NBA and college basketball and five in the NHL. I'll do a quick recap from yesterday. Uh, in the NBA, I went one and two. In NCAA, I went four and oh, so five and two overall. And uh, I was up 2.8 units. Would have been a monster day had it not been for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, started as underdogs. And then when Golden State announced that they were sitting basically everybody out, it flipped to San Antonio minus four, and I still thought that was a great deal. It was one of my plays on the show yesterday. And they basically played against the Warriors' uh, backups. They were down Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Igodala. Uh, someone else was out as well for them. And the Spurs were up, I think, 17 early in the fourth quarter. They were up 17 points. I had pretty much put the check mark beside that game. And doesn't Golden State come back and beat them uh, by four points? An ugly, ugly, ugly display yesterday. Um, but like anything, you need to learn from, uh, not mistakes, but you need to learn from things, especially in sports wagering. And one thing you, you need to learn from a game like that is there's no such thing as a lock in pro sports. And any and, and really even amateur sports when you're uh, college sports when you're betting. But when you get to the pro level... You know, Golden State sits all their best players. San Antonio's been an inconsistent team, but they've had some good wins. It's at San Antonio. Should be a slam dunk, no pun intended, win. Uh, but just goes to show you, even guys on the bench in the NBA are legitimate basketball players and have the ability to step up. Uh, and they did. So anytime you hear anybody spouting off about a lock, a guaranteed win, a five-unit bet, a bet of the year... You really need to ignore that stuff because that was what I thought was probably one of the easiest plays of the year uh, so far. And it looked like it. San Antonio was rolling, uh, you know, early in the fourth quarter uh, and they just laid an egg. I think they ended up scoring about 12, 14 points the entire quarter. So nothing is a lock. Learn from your losses. Enjoy your wins. Um, and don't bet on the San Antonio Spurs again, Doug. Anyways, 
Um, moving on to tonight in the association, nine games. Uh, a good lineup, a couple interesting games. Start off in Indiana, where the Orlando Magic are three and a half point underdog, um, underdogs, total 225 and a half. Uh, I'm actually on this game. Now, Indy's missing Sabonis, which definitely hurts. Um, but my model has them as a little more than five point favorites. I don't know that it should be coming down that far. Orlando uh, has been fairly consistent, uh, inconsistent. They are five and 18 on the road overall, but they're one and eight in their last nine. Um, so not playing well at all on the road. Um, they've had a few decent road uh, home wins recently, uh, but one and eight in their last nine is not a good stretch. Indy's 13 and 13 at home, so not exactly a dominant force. I just think they're the better team, and I think they should be able to uh, cover this three and a half point spread. Next game of the night sees the crumbling Washington Wizards traveling to Philadelphia. This is the Wizards' second game on a back-to-back, both road games. Philly is favored by 10.5. Uh, the total is 211.5. My model is right in that total number, so I'm not touching that. Um, I have Brad, Bradley Beal is out for Washington, and Bryant, not that he's a huge factor in that crazy three-man center rotation they have, but he's out as well. Um, I think Philly wins this game easy. I just have a hard time laying 10.5 points. Um, just a little... The line isn't fishy. It's just too big. I would be more content if I could lay six, seven points with Philly than I'd be on it. But laying 10 and a half, even against Washington, who I think is about to start a downward spiral, um, I think 10 and a half is just too much. The next game is the, the second game I'm on in the NBA. Charlotte travels to Boston. Boston are six-point home favorites. 223 and a half is a total. I've got Boston as about a one or two-point favorite. Uh, so laying six, I'm quite happy to take Charlotte. Now, Hayward is out for Charlotte. Um, but other than that, they've been playing fairly well uh, lately. Overall, they're 14 and 15 on the road, but they're 6 and 2 in their last eight. They've won at Denver, at Philly, uh, and they actually beat Boston uh, but a couple weeks ago. In January 19th at Boston, they won 111 to 102. These two teams also played at Charlotte earlier in the year, October 25th, and the Celtics won in overtime 140 to 129. So, I think Charlotte can keep this game close. I don't think Charlotte wins, but Boston's been wildly inconsistent, home and away. And laying six, I, I don't ever feel comfortable laying six points with the Celtics. And I think Charlotte's been playing well. They've proven that they're playing well on the road lately, a couple good, uh, some good wins over the last month, month and a half. And I think they should be able to cover this. I would, if I had to lay a money line, I'd probably lean Boston, but at six points, I'm happy to take the six with the Hornets on the road. And that's the only, those are the only two games I'm on in the NBA, but we'll quickly go through the schedule. Memphis travels to New York to play the Knicks. Uh, Memphis out open uh, three and a half point favorites is now four, uh, total 217. I like Memphis in this game. Adams is out, Dylan is still out. Uh, I think Memphis wins and it's a decent line, but my model's at three and a half, so it's right on my number. Uh, I'm not gonna play it. Cleveland then travels to Houston to face the struggling Rockets. Cleveland is a five-point favorite, total 219. Um, Garland is out and Markkanen is out. So they may have some problems with the guard play. Not problems, but uh, on the road, I think laying five is a couple too many. They're the better team. They should win. Houston's been struggling. Um, But I'm not... I'm just not comfortable laying five with Cleveland. I may get there, but I don't think it will. Uh, The next game of the night is in Dallas. Oklahoma City travels to Dallas. The Mavs are 12-point favorites. Totals 
206. That's pretty much right. My number is 208, so a little too close in the total. Uh, 12 points is just too many to lay. Porzingis is out. Hardaway's out uh, for Dallas. Other than that, both teams are fairly healthy. Uh, my model has Dallas around 6 or 7. So I'm considering OKC, but they've just been struggling lately. And uh, Dallas has been playing well, especially at home. So uh, probably 3 or 4 points too many. I may look to OKC later in the evening, but probably off this game. Uh, Brooklyn is on the ba- back-to-back, both road games out west. They travel to Sacramento. Brooklyn is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, total 232-and-a-half. Uh, De'Aaron Fox may be back for Sacramento, which is a boost, but Kyrie should be playing hard. If Harden doesn't play and his line stays here, I may consider Sacramento, uh, but I think I think Brooklyn should be able to win this game, especially uh, Kyrie will be playing. Well, he should be playing. It's on the road. And even if it's a back-to-back in Harden, there was some question about him earlier in the day, but I think he'll be playing as well. Uh, Denver in the second game of a back-to-back for them as well on the road travels to Utah, where Utah is three and a half point favorite. Total is two twenty and a half uh, for Utah. Gobert's out, Mitchell's out, Clarkson is questionable, and for Denver, all these guys are questionable: Jokic, Gordon, and Cousins. Now Jokic wasn't supposed to play yesterday; it was actually on the T Wolves, and then he did play, and they T Wolves still covered, so I was quite happy with that. But this is a long road trip back to back. They may rest him. Um, so watch that closer to game time. If he does get rested, if he does rest, I think that line's probably going to five, five and a half uh, in favor of Utah. Um, but too many question marks in that game for me to be on. The last game of the night uh, is in LA. Portland travels to play the Lakers. Lakers are four point favorites. Total's 223. Uh, like always in the Lakers, the big guy. Uh, the two big guys are questionable. Davis is probable. Uh, LeBron is doubtful. Um, on Portland side, Nance is out. Lillard is obviously still out. Nurkic is probable. So a lot of question marks in this game. Uh, I may look at this later. I've got the Lakers at about six and a half point favorites and total around 220. So I'm not in the total. Um, but if Davis is in for sure, I may look to take them at minus four. But right now, I'm not on that game. So only on two games in the association. On to the NCAA, uh, 44 games and some fantastic games. Uh, Arkansas travels to Georgia at 7 p.m. This probably won't be a great game. Georgia is a funny team. They're 10.5 point. They're at home and 10.5 point underdogs. If I had to, I'm not on this game, but I would lean Georgia just because laying 10.5 on the road in the SEC uh, seems like a lot to me. Arkansas is a better team, should win, but I would be on the, I'd be on Georgia. Uh, we also have Butler traveling to Xavier. Uh, the X-Men are 11-point favorites at home against Butler. Total is 131. I'm not on this game. Uh, I would probably lean Butler. Xavier is the better team. Xavier should win easy and pr- could cover this easy. But again, 11 points on the road uh, is a little too little too steep. I'd be, I'd be comfortable laying 7 or 8, uh, but not going to get there, so avoiding this game. The first game I am on, Drake, is at Indiana State. And Drake is... Um, Drake's been playing well. I think they're first or second in the Missouri Valley. Um, straight up, they, yeah, they're second. Straight up, their records are Drake 16 and 6. They are second in the Missouri Valley. Indiana State is 9 and 11. They are ninth. But what's interesting is against the spread, Drake is four, 5 and 14. Uh, Indiana State's 9, 7, and 1. So Drake, for the last couple of years, have been against the spread machines to the positive, And this year, they're really struggling. Um, I think what's interesting in this game, and I think this allows Indiana State potentially to keep this close, is um, 
from three-point land, Indiana State is not great. Uh, they're only ranked number 240 in the country. They hit 32.3 of the shots. But Drake is only 232 in defending. So they're not a good defending team. And for some reason, in the, hey, Indiana State, uh, this might, might be why you're sitting in ninth in the Missouri Valley. But 46.2% of their shots are from th- from beyond the beyond the arc. So that's the 27th most in the country. They shoot the 27th most three-point shots in the country. Not, not shots, but percentage of their shots are the 27th most in the country. Strange stat for a team that isn't that good at it. Well below average. But the point is, they shoot them, and they shoot them a lot. And Drake can't defend them very well. So I think they have the ability to score. I don't think Indiana State wins. Uh, it is a home game. I don't think they're going to win. Um, but I think they should be able to cover. From two-point range, also... Uh, Indiana State comes in 60th in the country, whereas Drake is 102nd in the country. So better, uh, better from three points, better from two points, uh, and effective field goal percentage. They're both pretty decent at this. Uh, as would, would surprise me how close this was. Drake is 51.7 percent, which is 109th in the country, and Indiana State's 51.1 percent, 123rd in the country. So um, above average, not great, but definitely above average. I just think that this is really call on Drake's inability to cover. Now, now they're on the road. I think they win. I think they win by two or three. So quite happy to take the the four and a half points um, with Indiana State. Moving along, we have Florida State traveling to Clemson. Everybody seems to be on Clemson in this game. Florida uh, Clemson is minus two and a half at home. One thirty-seven and a half is the total. Uh, everybody's been on Clemson in the media. It seems they're playing well. A couple big wins lately. Uh, gave Duke a run a couple weeks, about a, 10 days ago. And Florida State was playing well, but seems to hit a bit of a road bump. I'm not on this game. Uh, I can't pick a side here. At first, when I saw this come out, I thought Florida State dug into it a little more. They're on the road. ACC. Uh, too many questions here. Should be a good game, but too many questions. The next game I am is LaSalle at George Washington. Not exactly a battle in the Atlantic 10, considering... George Washington sits 12th and LaSalle sits 13th. Uh, their records, GW is 7-12, and 12, LaSalle is 6-12 and 12 overall. But what's interesting, against the spread, George Washington is 12-6, and 6, whereas LaSalle is 7-10-1. and 1. So George Washington is a one-point favorite at home, and I'm on uh, GW at home. In the conference, LaSalle is 1-7, and, and in A-10 play, George Washington is 3-4. and four. So they've had some decent wins. Um. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At home as well. They beat uh, George Mason at home. They beat Fordham. They lost a close one to Dayton at home. Whereas LaSalle on the road is 1-5. So they're 1-7 in the conference, 1-5 on the road. And where they really struggle is from beyond the arc. And I think this is an interesting matchup because they uh, for these two teams. LaSalle hits 31.2% of their three-point shots, which is 283rd in the country, so well below average. Um, but George Mason defends really well. They only give up 30% of three-point shots, which is 35th best in the country. So um, 
LaSalle's not very good at it, but GW is very good at defending it. And that could be the difference. It's only a one-point spread at home. Um, I'm on the home favorite. And um, I think, you know, a couple less three-point shots hit by LaSalle. And I think that's could be the difference in the game. So I actually think George, George could win this by three or four. Uh, so I'll be to take the one-point line. Uh, we got the Fighting Irish and Notre Dame heading to Miami. Miami is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, total 141-and-a-half. Uh, I'd be on the Hurricanes here. Notre, Notre Dame has had some good games. They tend to play better this year at home, and Miami has been looking pretty good. So uh, I, I'm not on this game. Uh, it's a little large. You know, I'd be happy to take Miami three, three and a half, but a four and a half, uh, it's a fade for me. But definitely on the Hurricanes in this game. The next game I was considering, Pittsburgh at Wake Forest. Um, Wake is a 12-point favorite, and the total is 137. I was looking at the, and I still may look at the under 137. Both teams, Pittsburgh's not good offensively, and Wake's been playing very well, but both teams are quite good defensively. So I think Wake gets up in this. It uh, doesn't necessarily put the brakes on, but isn't going to keep keep uh, pressing. But Pittsburgh's going to keep working hard on defense. So I actually think it's this is a good under. Uh, it's more of a lean for me right now, under the 137. Um, but I'm probably be on it. The more and more I looked at this... Uh, I did like I, I did like it. And when, you know, when I looked at the three point percent three point shooting, for example, Wake uh, hits a third of their shots, exactly a third of their shots, which is one number one eighty seven in the country. Pittsburgh's D is number one sixty four, um, so it should be able to slow it down a little. I mean, above average, but not fantastic. On the flip side of that, Pitt only hits twenty nine point eight percent of their three point shots, which is number three twenty, and Wake is the seventy seventh best team defending against a three point shot from two point land. Pitt only hits 45.9, which is number 304 in the country. Uh, and Wake defends uh, very well there. Well, 35th best team defending against a two-point shot. So I don't expect Pitt to put up a whole pile of points. Um, they're not good at inside the arc or outside the arc. And Wake is good at defending both. So I'm, on, I'm probably going to be on the one under 137. Uh, I'm going to see if that moves before game time. But I think I like that. Uh, the next, uh, strolling down the next game is Purdue at Minnesota. Uh, Purdue comes in 11 point favorites, total 140 and a half. And this is a play on Minnesota at home. It is tough, tough to beat Minnesota at the barn. And I think it's tough to beat them by 11 points in big 10 play. Uh, you know, Purdue, we all know about Purdue. They're a fantastic team with their two big men and Jaden Ivey. Um, but Minnesota has been playing pretty well. They, they've got their they had lost three of their top four scores for about a week to COVID protocols. So they're all back. When we look at adjusted off offensive adjusted efficiency, Purdue is the best team in the country, but Minnesota's number 74. So still well above average. Uh, defensive adjusted efficiency, Purdue's number 82. Minnesota's 124. Again, about well above average. Uh, and when it comes to turnover percentage on offense, Minnesota does not turn the ball over. They're the eighth best team in the country. Uh, whereas Purdue is still good, but they're the 68th best. Uh, and then when we come to just pure three-point shooting, Minnesota shoots 35.4%, which is 84th in the country. Purdue's defense is 32.7, so 133rd in the country. So Minnesota's a decent three-point shooting team. Purdue is slightly above average uh, defending. On the flip side of that, uh, you've got Purdue, who hits 41.2%, which is number three in the country. However... Minnesota is the the 17th best team in the country defending against the three ball. So what has been a huge asset for Purdue, it'll be a challenge because Minnesota can defend that. And I think that right there is why this is probably a 
should be a six to six to seven, seven and a half point spread maybe for Purdue. So I like Purdue to win, but I like them to win probably by single digits. The barn is a tough place to play, so I'm happy to be on Minnesota uh, grabbing those 11 points. Uh, going down, there's a few other interesting games. Vanderbilt is at Kentucky. Kentucky's 14 and a half point favorite. Uh, 141 and a half is the total. Probably won't be much of a game. Um, but I think it's Jamal Mashburn Jr. really wanted to go to Kentucky. He ended up settling at Vandy. Uh, so maybe a bit of revenge will be on his mind uh, as he travels to play the Wildcats. I see Kentucky winning probably by double digits. 14 and a half is too much for me to lay, but I, I definitely see them winning that game. Um, as we go down the board a little further, another game I like is Dayton at VCU. Um, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to be on this, but this is basically the under, 121. Uh, both teams playing very, very good defense. Uh, 121 is a low number, but VCU, especially at home, is strong. They're four-point favorites. I looked at that, uh, stayed away from the total, or pardon me, the, the, the side, but definitely like the 121 under. Um Georgia Tech travels to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is 10.5 point favorite. 131 is the total. Uh, I like Vautech here, but not laying 10.5 points. Georgia Tech has been a bit of a mess this year, uh, but I don't think an ACC game like this, um, they should be laying 10.5 points. So if this were 8 or 9, I'd be on Vautech, but at 10.5, I'm going to pass. Scrolling down, we've got... Uh, a couple late games that I do like. Well, uh, 9 o'clock, Oklahoma State travels to Kansas State. Uh, K-State's two-point favorite, 132 is a total. This is a tough one for me to call. I like o- Oklahoma State, but traveling to Kansas State, they have been inconsistent. Oklahoma State has been inconsistent. I'm not sure the Cowboys will be able to bring it here. So total's only 132. I could see this game going over, um, maybe a high 130. So maybe I lean to the over. And if I had to pick a side, I'd probably choose Kansas State. Uh, Syracuse is at NC State. NC State is minus one and a half, total 151. Not on this game. Uh, Syracuse can put up an 80 spot. Syracuse can put up a 50 spot. So who knows what game are they going to bring? They've got the Bayheim brothers and then not a lot else. So when they're on, uh, they could easily beat NC State, but their supporting cast is going to have to score a few points somehow. So uh, not on this game. 151 total. I'd probably lean to the under at Syracuse. They score a lot on the road. 151 is a big number. Uh, even if it's a close game, I can't see. I If I had to lean, I would lean the under the 151. The last two games of the night I am on. Uh, Wisconsin travels to Illinois in a Big Ten battle. Illinois is favored by 6.5 points, total 136.5. I'm actually on Wisconsin at plus 6.5 and under the 136.5. Um, both these teams are very efficient on both sides of the ball. As far as Ken Palm's adjusted offensive efficiency, Illinois is number 21, Wisconsin's number 36. Flip that over to the defensive side, Illinois is number 26 in the country, Wisconsin's number 40. So you have two very efficient offenses, you have two very efficient defenses. And this game is going to come down to, uh, well, four players in my opinion, but basically how good will Johnny Davis play for Wisconsin? He can carry that team in the back and he can, I think, beat any team or keep any game close. So laying six and a half points against Johnny uh, Davis. I know it's on the road, but I'm a little hesitant to do that. And then the other guy, the other factors will be Kofi Coburn, uh, Illinois' big man, against the two big men on Wisconsin. Now Coburn stands seven feet tall, listed at 285. And Wisconsin will counter. They won't be able to stop him, but they will counter uh, with Stephen Crowell. Stands, he's a sophomore, seven feet, 234. 
and Chris Volt, who doesn't play quite as much, but he'll be able to spell him. He's a seven-foot senior at 257. So Coburn had a challenge against Purdue when they put their two big men in on. I'm not comparing to Purdue's two big men to uh, Wisconsin's because Purdue's two big guys are, are, are elite. But I got a feeling Wisconsin will try to keep the ball in Johnny Davis's hands and put the two big guys in Coburn as much as they can. Now, when they played Purdue, what I was getting at, Illinois uh, had a challenge because Coburn got into foul trouble. He ended up fouling out um, in a game that I think Purdue went on to win in overtime. But I think the way you slow down Illinois is to put big men like that on Coburn. Not to stop him, but you almost need two so that uh, you can try and get him into some foul trouble. You can try have at least one big man on the floor all the time to slow him down a little. Um, and that's why I'm, go- I'm what that's why I'm on the under 136 and a half Big Ten game. Very good offenses, but very good defenses. Uh, I, th- I think there'll be scoring, but not a ton. And if Coburn can be limited at all. And Johnny Davis can do his Johnny Davis things. Uh, I think Wisconsin has the ability to cover. Not win, but cover. I see Illinois winning by this by, you know, three to five points. But I like Wisconsin to be able to stay in this game. Then the last game of the night, which is um, arguably the best game, is Villanova travels to Marquette looking for a little redemption. These teams met January 19th with Marquette at Villanova with Marquette pulling out a 57-54 win. So... Uh, Nova's favored by four and a half points tonight. 132 and a half is the total. And I'm on Marquette at plus four and a half. I don't actually think Marquette wins, but the way they've been playing, the swagger they have, that place is going to be rocking and in Milwaukee. And I think they're going to be um, up for the task again. I mean, Villanova plays very slow. The interesting thing here, you want to contrast in styles. As far as pace, Marquette's the seventh fastest team in the country. And out of 358 schools, Villanova is 350th. So I think at home, with Shaka Smart trying to get the pace going, I don't think Villanova will crumble. I'd actually think Villanova will win this game. Uh, but I think Marquette has the ability, A, to pull up the upset. I mean, the money line's plus 170. There's definitely some value there. Um, but I think they have the, I don't think they'll win, but I think they have the ability at home to cover the four and a half points. Some interesting stats that I looked at, though. Um, as far as three-point shooting, Marquette hits 35% of their shots, uh, which is number 99 in the country. Villanova defends very well. They're the 54th best team defending the three ball. On the flip side of that, Villanova hits 36.6% of theirs, which is 45th best in the country. And Marquette is the 63rd best team at defending. So I think there'll be some limit on points. As you saw last time, the game total was 111 uh, tonight, the game is 132.5. I looked at that under. Villanova plays slow, and when they're doing well, uh, they don't score a ton. I'm actually still debating going under 132.5, and, and I think the ability for both teams to defend against the three ball um, could limit the scoring. But right now, I'm just on Marquette plus 4.5. Um, overall, Villanova 16-5, but in the Big East, they're 9-2. They won 9 of 10. That only loss being against Marquette. Marquette's 15 and 7, uh, 7 of 4 in a Big Ten, but they've won 6 of 7, and they're really rolling. So, again, I'm on Marquette, not to win, but to cover that 4.5 points. Um, in the NHL, as we lead up to the All Star break, uh, a few good games. I like the Oilers. I'm not on the game, but the Oilers are traveling to Washington. Washington pulled off a big win yesterday uh, over Pittsburgh. Uh, you can get the Oilers at minus 120, and Washington had an even money basically plus 100 if i had to pit i think the value is in washington i think that i can see them winning two in a row edmonton has finally woken up and playing better 
uh, but I but I, I would I'd be on the Washington side here. The Kraken travel through the island. Uh, the Kraken are plus 180. You can get the Islanders at minus 220. You'd have to take the Islanders here, but at minus 220, there's not a lot of value in that line. Uh, the Kings travel to Detroit as minus 135 favorites. Uh, you can get the Red Wings at plus 115. I don't like betting against the Wings at home. They're young. Uh, they get the crowd into it and they get going, but uh, I'd have to take the Kings. I, don't, I, I would lean toward the Kings here at minus 135. Uh, you've got the Flames as the Calgary Flames as the biggest favorite at the night, minus 300 traveling to Arizona. You can get Arizona plus 240. Not touching this game. Not going to lay three to one uh, with the Flames. And then the Wild, this is the one game I'd probably be on, but it just, even though Wild are minus 165 at the Chicago Blackhawks plus 140, you can get from plus 145. The Wild are playing well. They're a good road team. Chicago is not a good team right now, um, but laying 165 is a little steep for me. So five games in the NHL. I really like that first one. The Oilers and the Caps. That should be a fun one to watch. I'd be on the Caps if I had to lean one way or the other. Um, so if you, before I get going, though, I do want to mention um, one of our new partners here at Ethos is Thrive Fantasy. T-H-R-I-V-E. Um, prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. You can use the code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest games every night, score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points at the end of the night share the nightly prize. Uh, if you want some more info on props, some insight, you can check out our Ethos DFS team. Uh, we've got a podcast uh, for basketball on that. You get a lot of great advice. Again, the code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. And quickly before I go, uh, I want to remind everybody to check out manscaped.com for 20% off your order there. Use the code hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, 2020 at manscaped.com. Uh, forget 20% off your order and free shipping. And also our buddies at mybookie.ag, a great sports book. If you're looking to get a sports book, use the code um, hoopball. On the third page of sign up you know, to unlock deposit match bonuses there. So, uh, lots of action in the NBA, some great NCAA games, a couple of good games on the ice, um, pre All Star ba- break. And hope everybody has a fun night watching sports. Hope you're a winner, and we will talk to you tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.